of Ride the Vibe, broadcasting from the Wicked Awesome Studios, DRS ATL, right here in Roswell, Georgia. Thanks to my good friend, Waheed Gums, the owner of the studio, host, consummate, and executive producer of the show, running all the sound technology for me. And I'm just so grateful. It wouldn't be a Ride the Vibe without Waheed's uh, generosity. And I'm just uh, really super, super stoked to have Mary Coughlin on the show today. And Mary is uh, about inspiring and cultivating stewardship. She is about educating and empowering people just like you to step out of line and create the change necessary to transform our world and all its inhabitants to change the status quo and realize we can and must do better for ourselves, for each other, for nature, and for all that nature encompasses. Wow, Mary. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds so awesome, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're an amazing woman. Holy schmoly. Oh, God love (laughs) you. That is too much. That's, that's, uh, that's the uh, Michelangelo, right? You know, the greatest danger for most of us is that we, uh, (laughs) aim too low and, and, uh, miss rather than aim too high and make it. Oh my God. It sounds so beautiful coming out of your mouth. My goodness gracious. You're too kind. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> so welcome to Ride the Vibe. And for your fans who are your fans in the, the healthcare space, and we'll we'll talk about this, <laughs> but for your fans that are legion in that space, the way we roll Ride the Vibe is we're going to play six of your songs. And I think Ooh. in the run-up to the show, you you shared with me that probably... Maybe only one or two people that know you in the in the healthcare space I, <laughs> know that you're. I know they're fans, but they don't know their fans. Yeah, yeah. Well, they will be after this show. But the way we roll it is, we're going to play six of your songs, not in their entirety, because we want uh, okay. folks to seek out this uh, album, and uh, you're going to tell them, tell the listeners how they can do all that and what yes. it's going to do for uh, for uh, the premature infants that you or near and dear to your heart. And then we ask listeners to sit back in a comfortable environment of their choosing, you know, getting close to even being out on a raft down here in the South on the water and then get a beverage of their choice. And in the studio, we are featuring a sparkling water that was made by a a product called Drinkmate, which is a cool little startup company out of Michigan. And their tagline is the Carbonate Anything Drinkmaker. So you can put any drink, uh, any beverage you want into this uh, container, and then you can uh, carbonate it and sparkle it up. So uh, that's what we're featuring cool. here. And how about you? Uh, Mary Hales from Boston. What do you, what do you have uh, featured up there in Boston, Mary? Uh, a cup of tea, a, a tea. cup of green oh, tea. Nice. Very yes. Good. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. Well, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. 
This is so exciting. It's it's kind of surreal. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's the first we've heard that, I think, Wahid. So <laughs> so so talk about your uh I believe it's a pseudonym that you recorded your album Little Lies under Mary L. Yes. Talk about yep. that and the yep, whole Mary L. genesis of of that. The and album. okay, we got a lot to unpack because we want to <laughs> touch on, uh, you know, what you do for your day job. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. App- appropriate phrase, unpack. That's a really good choice of words. So this album, my debut album, yeah. um, and only album, yeah. um, was cut in 2004. Wow. And, um, it really, um, it really was a culmination of a, a, a lifelong dream, yeah. um, or definitely a childhood dream that I had, um, I always wanted to be a musician Interesting. and, um, I thought I was really an awesome musician. <laughs> um, I might've been the only one, but, um, I definitely had that spark yeah. and, and just carried these words and these tunes with me for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but was also a, a dutiful daughter. And, um, when dad advised that I probably should get a real job, <laughs> Not, not, not be a musician, but get a real job. Quote, course, unquote. What's more real yeah, yeah. than, exactly, uh, than being a nurse. And so, um, you know, went into that, but just never lost that little piece of music that mm-hmm. was sequestered deep down inside my heart and soul. Yeah. And so after some, you know, kind of um, intense life upheaval that, um, that we all go through, right? We all have these, um, you know, epochs in our yeah. life where um things get flipped upside down because you're on the wrong path you yeah. know i mean yeah. that's the, the universe is kind of trying to poke you mm-hmm. um it felt like the right time to just unleash all of this stuff yeah. and um and unpack it unbundle it mm-hmm. and um and put it to put it to music and um and it was kind of cool because um i'm i'm I, I I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it. You can. You're on, you, you're I, with the last I'm, DJ. We say what we want to say. <laughs> we play what we want to play. <laughs> I don't I don't know that I'm really a musician, <laughs> <laughs> but, but um but I guess I am because I have an album. But at the time, it just felt like it just felt very um, cathartic, yeah, very yeah. um you know just get this out and and um and out outside of me. Yeah. Um, so I could look at it, you know, and look at these words and look at this music. And, um, I remember my husband telling me about this one particular song. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, you can't ever let your mother hear this song. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, is it really? Yeah. Gee whiz, you know? Yeah. And of course my mom did hear the song and she, she absolutely loves it. Oh, she, oh, good. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and he's convinced that she's not really listening to the, the words. words. You know, she's not <laughs> listening to the lyrics. Um, well, she's just, I can send them to her singing. now because you were kind enough to re- <laughs> reprint them for me. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know, but it was really, it was an amazing experience, particularly, you know, getting to, getting the courage yeah. up yeah. to really follow through on a childhood dream that yeah. I think a lot of us probably experienced this, you know, you get told, you know, you got to grow up, right, you know, you got to right. be regular, you know, right. you got to fall into line, you got to do all these things and you got to let all that whimsical stuff, leave that behind, leave mm-hmm. that in the toy box mm-hmm. and um, pulling that toy box out again yeah. and getting whimsical. Um, it was kind of like this um, mixed experience of, you know, releasing some, you know, some, some hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but also reliving 
uh, this dream and it, it felt like super empowering, you know, mm-hmm. and super, I don't know, freeing, yeah, I think yeah. is the word that comes to mind. And to, to walk down to, um, you know, I live in Dorchester yeah, and yeah. Uh, I walked down the corner um, and there was this guy. That would be corner for you Southerners. <laughs> Y'all yep. out there, that's um, corner. <laughs> Michael will translate for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he's, it, this guy had this, um, you know, publishing studio. And I was like, this, I'm just going to get the courage up and go up there and ask him if he will produce my album. And so here's this, I mean, I, I hate to admit it, but you know, I was 40, yeah. you know, I was this middle-aged woman, right. Right. um, with a, you know, with a song in my heart that I wanted this really cool dude who, you know, he's producing hip hop stuff yeah. to publish, yes. um, or to produce rather. And, um, and it was, he was, he was such a lovely human being. He really, mm-hmm. he helped me. He helped me feel like I could sing. He helped me feel like a musician. Yeah. He helped me feel like I had something to say that was important. Mm-hmm. Um, and that my message wasn't, um, frivolous. It, yes. Thank you for that word. Yeah. And so it was just, it was a really cool journey and it, it just, I mean, I don't, feel like I need a second album because gee whiz, you know, I mean, the people that have this album, which we can count on one hand and have (laughs) fingers left over, um, all give me rave reviews. And so why not that? Um, I actually didn't share with you, Michael, but, um, after the empowering experience of having, um, Winston, um, produce my, my album, I also submitted it. That's Winston. Is he still in the biz? Winston? Um, um, Winston McFarlane. Yep. Um, I I think he's probably still in the biz. Yep. He's still not. He's not in my neighborhood anymore. Yeah. Um, but just such a lovely human being who really urged me to yeah. you know, you know, share this music. Right. And it was like that's just so amazing for you to say that. But I did submit it yeah. to um, Berkeley um, School of Music here in in Boston mm. um, and asked a musician to critique it. Yeah. You know, just really kind of. You know, sometimes you just, it's so easy to self-doubt sure, yourself, right? It's sure. so easy to um, criticize yourself and hold yourself back. But um, he wrote up this really nice commentary. I just pulled it out of my, my folder. Oh, my gosh. I, thought, I don't know. Is it okay? I'm, I'm, yeah, you know, well, just, hold, just um, hold that thought hold a minute, that. if you would, yeah. because yeah. I want to play the first track. Just, oh, cool. We're okay. just, again, we're just teasing you all up out there. Because we want Mary's going to tell you where you can go and uh, get this, and then what the money will go to, and all that good stuff. But the title or the first track off of "Little Lies" by Marielle is "Frying Pan." So, Wahid, if we could cue that up, and then we're going to come back and hear this uh, story that Mary's going to share about the review.
the vibe. Michael Litton, the last DJ, playing what he wants to play and saying what he wants to say. And I'd have to just say, Mary, in the first uh, five, seven minutes uh, of, of talking with you, there must have been, I counted at least five, six, seven life lessons that you shared. Um, and oh, gosh. that first track, uh, Frying Pan. And t- talk a little yeah. bit about both uh, that uh, you know, write-up and review by the uh, Berkeley School of Music and then also the uh, Marielle pseudonym that you used and uh, for the album. Yeah, oh, sure. Um, well, the, the feedback that I got was um, from the Berkeley yeah. musician was really um, amazing. He, um, he complimented my vibrato, yeah. um, my pitch, um, identified a couple of songs that he really um, enjoyed. Yeah. And he actually said that um, the vocals have a great tonality, a pure tone that reminded him of Bernadette Peters. Oh my God. Um, I, right? I don't know how many of you, you know, your listeners yeah. are familiar with Bernadette Peters. Well, but, they will um, be now, Mary. They will be. <laughs> I mean, you've got to check her out. Yeah. Um, just an, a, a beautiful soul with an amazing voice. Yeah. And so to be compared to somebody like that, just, you know, blew me out of the water. Yeah. I, was, I was just so grateful for that experience. And I, as I had mentioned earlier, you know, so that also just felt really empowering. Yeah. And, um, and I think it gave me really the courage to kind of step into the next phase of my life. And how, um, how about the Marielle will. part? How that, what's the... So, um, so Marielle is not as clever as you might think. I'm, my name is Mary Elizabeth. And uh, so I thought, yeah, it's such an incredibly boring name, Mary yeah. Elizabeth. Um, and I tried to spice it up yeah. and so just contracted the two. And yeah. that's how I got Marielle. I love it. Um, oh, you're so cool. But such, <laughs> such, I mean, as you talked about in the, in the run up, uh, just the introduction about, you know, how life had kind of taken a turn and the, the lyrics certainly speak to that fire into the firing pan apartment. You couldn't afford food stamps, room and board, bringing yeah. up babies, going to school, you know, and all, all that stuff, uh, feeling abandoned by the golden rule. I mean, it's just things I think that all, all of us experience, uh, in life and the journey. And then I, I think, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say then, so your dad's telling you, you know, no music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so you, you got your start in nursing, which he, I think probably mm-hmm. thought was a more appropriate career. Absolutely. Than, yep. <laughs> than a musician. So you started yeah. in the United States Air Force is that in, in the nurses corps, right? How, talk about I, how I that came did. about. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. Well, that is actually the follow-up to the frying pan song. Sure, so, um, sure. I, um, you know, I had my two babies. I was in nursing school, um, and he just wasn't the right guy. Yeah. Um, and so when I he was a thirty-pack man, and we're going to play that. No, thirty-pack man. He's another guy. Oh, he's oh, a- no, he's a- <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. I never do two songs about the same person. Each song is one unique situation. Oh, each- oh good, 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 good. <laughs> I love that. Well, you'll love the thirty-pack story. Yeah, um, but um, I um after I get divorced and um for the first time, yeah, and I uh, graduated um nursing school. I really um totally felt abandoned by the golden rule. Uh, um, yeah just, you know, that mindset of you've made your bed now lie in it and all that kind of stuff. And so what the heck do you do? Well, you try and pick up the pieces and make it right, make it, you know, um, yeah, make it right. And so I joined the air force, um, you know, single mom, two little babies, um, and joined, um, and I stayed in for seven years. Mm. Uh, it was a great, great experience. I learned a lot about, um, 
you know, autonomy, um, leadership, um, you know, bootstrapping it and stuff like that, um, that have really, you know, informed me up even until today. Um, so just an amazing, so it laid a great foundation, a springboard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, I think sometimes it's easy to kind of look back and go, you know, and feel sorry for yourself Mm -hmm. and kind of feel, but I think at this point, and I think even like, you know, when I joined the service, you can either be miserable Mm -hmm. or you can say, you know, all of these experiences are, are important to help me become the person that I'm supposed to be. And so, you know, um, I mean, right. We've all had our journeys, right? You and I, Michael, I mean, how Amen. our paths cross and stuff like yeah, that. And, yeah. um, so I don't regret anything, right, you know, right. because all of those experiences that are reflected in my songs yep. and, and, and my life have brought me to the place where I am today. And I really love where I am yeah, today. I feel yeah. very honored and blessed, um, to be doing the work that I'm doing. Um, and, and I love that you've actually reconnected me with a piece of myself that I thought I had left behind again, you know, um, and it reminds me, particularly listening to these songs yeah. again, yeah. it reminds me that my message, you know, to the world about, you know, being kind, being connected, being compassionate, embracing this trauma informed idea, yeah. um, is, is amplified by revisiting these songs and recognizing, you know, I mean, I've had trauma in my life. I'm pretty sure if you're human and you got a pulse, yeah. you know, you've had, you've probably had some trauma yeah, in your life. Absolutely. And, right. And it's about seeing those experiences mm-hmm. in each other mm-hmm. that helps us reconnect with other and, and bring our best selves yeah, to help yeah. others, you know, when they're down and, and, and help that, let them help us when we're down. Well, Do you know what I mean? I love it. And I want to, I want to see, we're going to play 30 pack man about another individual <laughs> that crossed paths that we're hoping is, uh, you know, has had his life turn around. But Wahid, if we could cue that up, 30 pack man off of Mary Coughlin, Mary Coughlin's Little Lies debut Woo. CD.
Ride the Vibe, having a great conversation with Mary Coughlin. Un- unbelievable words of wisdom. And as you were chatting, Mary, I was reminded of the brilliant Aaron Neville of the Neville Brothers song of Makes Me Who I Am in the lyrics, but it took me who I wa- where I was, who I was and where I've been to make me who I am. And that's exactly what you're talking about with this, yeah, exactly. with this journey. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. <laughs> the goon, the self-absorbed goon, <laughs> the, the 30 pack man. <laughs> the 30 pack man. Yep. Now God he was a different him. man than the frying pan man. <laughs> yeah. He's different than the frying pan man. He, uh, he was the, the, the guy who, um, I met after my second divorce yeah. bum, bum, bum. Yep, yep. and, um, you know, just really kind of deciding in my life that, um, uh, this marriage thing, it's for the birds. Um, or at least I'm not, at least I'm not so great at picking out, um, you know, good guys to be, to be spending my life with. And, uh, and I followed suit because I met 30 pack man who, you know, um, did sweep me off my feet. I mean, it's just so funny how, you know, you, you tell the story and it does almost sound, I don't know. Um, funny you yeah. know i mean he would send me pages all the time you know and 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 i was like oh my gosh this is like so neat i've got somebody who's uh, you know interested in me you know yeah. and, and again it was kind of one of those points you know you're feeling really low in your life and um who doesn't like to you know um feel pretty feel like right. desirable right. have yeah. people you know give you attention and that sort of thing so it felt it felt nice and 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 all that kind of stuff and i think in the past i would that I would get smoke screened by that mm-hmm. and think, oh, mm-hmm. you're, you're just a wonderful human being. And, and I, he is a probably a wonderful human being. It was just, I didn't, I didn't meet that person. Yeah. I met the 30 pack version right, right. of that person. And we all have those, well, we all have those sides, right? You know I mean? Yeah. And as ahead, you, you, as you say, talked yeah. about, he, he came into your life for the reason, the reason that you needed him to at that time, exactly. you know, to, yes. to continue you on your journey. Um, you know, I like one of the lines further on in the lyrics for a Christmas Eve gift. He gave you a golden motorcycle on a chain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Thinking Literally. that it would make and, my heart do wheelies. Talk about, um, right before we take a short break, talk a little bit about yes. then your transition to Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston, yeah. which I believe was what set you on your path into the NICU. Was that do I have that right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, my, my very last tour of duty, um, in the air force was, um, in the, uh, well in the NICU yeah. and, um, very briefly though. And, um, and I knew that, um, this was something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Mm. I had met my people, yeah. you know, these, these yeah. tiny babies. And so when I transitioned to civilian practice, um, I was able to get a position at the Brigham and women's hospital in their newborn intensive care unit. And I felt like my life was made in the shade. Um, mm just an, an amazing, exhilarating environment, um, where I could really hone my skills yeah. and, um, you yeah, found a home. And, and, I mean, call, your calling, it was your yeah. calling, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm. Michael. Well, hold yeah. that thought. Cause I want to, I want to come back sure. and then uh, talk about Heidi Owls. Um, and oh, so Wahid, yeah. if we could queue up, cause uh, this is a, 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 com- a commercial near and dear to my heart because it's DRS ATL y'all. 
DRS provides professional audio mixing and mastering services. They also provide other creative services such as voiceover editing, audio restoration, and audio forensics. They have great customer service, their work is fast and efficient, and their prices are affordable. You can learn more about their creative services by visiting them on the web at drsatl.com. Again, that's drsatl.com. Or call them at 404-590-0779. Again, that's 404-590-0779. DRS, when the right sound matters. You are back on Rod the Bob, just having an enlightening conversation with Mary Coughlin and weaving in songs off her debut album, very cathartic album, Little Lies, that she did in 2004. And just right before break, I have said um, for a while now that I, I consider you the Heidi Owls of our generation. And when I say that to folks, I don't get any pushback or argument. So for those that may not be familiar, talk a little bit about Heidi and her influence on you and that comparison, Mary, if you would. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm honored by that comparison. Um, Dr. Heidelise Alls is a pediatric psychologist out of Children's Hospital um, in Boston. And she's also a, a researcher and is really the person who founded, if, if you will, um, this idea of an individualized approach to the care of babies. She did exhaustive, um, what would you call it, um, seminal research mm -hmm. around the capacities of premature infants to engage or disengage with their environment. And, and she founded this program about um, neonatal individualized um, uh, developmental care assessment program, the NIDCAP model, mm -hmm. um, based off her theoretical construct called the synactive theory, where she really, she digs right down to the fetal origins of the infant and just shows the emergence of their capacity to engage with the environment mm -hmm. pre-verbally, right, mm -hmm. and behaviorally, and, and even physiologically. And, and so she's done an exhaustive amount of research that demonstrates that when we treat these tiny, vulnerable, fragile human beings mm -hmm. as vulnerable, fragile human beings, mm -hmm. then we actually um, can support them and we can actually reduce their, their stress, mm -hmm. their trauma, um, and optimize their short-term and long-term outcomes. Mm -hmm. So she's been just an incredible inspiration and role model for me, yeah, um, yeah. you know, throughout my career, yeah. my career. I love it. Well, and when you work in the NICU, uh, it, mm. it, 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 it is a lot oh. to do blues, <laughs> oh. <laughs> which is yeah. kind of a weak yeah. segue for the last DJ to <laughs> cue, up, cue up the, new, the next song. But, uh, it really, <laughs> when we, I want to, I want to cue it up and play a little bit and then come back and talk about what's involved in being a critical care clinician in the NICU with these sure. fragile, most vulnerable, little, as Mary emphasized, human beings. And um, we'll be right back after a, a lot to do blues off a of little lies. i 
while he piped in in the middle of the song, he said, man, that song is making me laugh. <laughs> How many of us can't, can't relate to that, and especially in this day and age? <clears throat> and Mary, would it be, I, I'm, this is a ride, or you're back on Ride the Vibe, Michael Litton, the last DJ, having just a delightful, fascinating conversation with my friend Mary Coughlin and fellow uh, foundation board member. But Mary, would it be safe to say that um, a lot, that there are a number of clinicians that that song resonates with and because they do have so much to do to, you know, just sustain these little people that perhaps some lose track of the, of the infant's humanness in that Mm -hmm. process of, you know, a lot to do, do the vent, do this, do that, you know, on and on. Is that, is that a fair? Oh my gosh. You You hit the nail right on the head. Absolutely. And I think, and it's transdisciplinary, right? I mean, I'm a nurse, but I think all of my other um, healthcare colleagues um, have a similar experience. You know, we come to this work wanting to serve others, right? Want to ease suffering, want to make people feel a little bit better and, and hurt a little bit less. But we work in this environment, in this system that is so um, oriented to checklists, yeah. output, quantitative things, you know, money, all this other kind of stuff that, you know, when you're a, when you're a soul-led person, right? Like many, you know, clinicians are, right? right? right. You feel lost that you can't really give that, um, that qualitative piece to these people that you're, you know, you're here to serve because you're just overwhelmed with all of these other things, you know, do the vital signs, change the diaper, Mm -hmm. you know, um, pass the medications, um, you know, wash this, do that, you know, go to rounds, all this other crazy stuff that we get very disconnected Mm -hmm. with our shared humanity. And, um, and that, you know, this experience of being overwhelmed and having too much to do isn't just in work, right? right, right. I mean, it's our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, certainly the pandemic has upended everyone's life. Mm-hmm. And if you weren't feeling like you had a lot to do before, right. I'm sure you're feeling pretty constrained and overwhelmed right now. Kind of a theme so song that, for the world right now, I would suggest. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, right? Good timing. Someone might want to pick that song up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy for that. Yes, yeah, that's right. And then exactly. donate the money to Caring Essentials Collaborative. Exactly. Which is... <laughs> right. Well, and the Foundation for Premature Infants, for sure. You know. So we need to interject, it, it, Mary, right here. Where, where? Yeah. Speaking of, where can they find this yeah. CD? Is that is there a place that someone? So, well, so what I'm doing is I am organizing a, a spot on my website, yeah. CaringEssentials.net, yeah. where people will be able to purchase the um, the CD yeah. or the album. And all proceeds, 100% of the proceeds are going to go to the Foundation for Premature Oh, my Infection. gosh, Mary Coughlin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, I just yeah, got chills. You, know. you just blew me away because I, I, I did not know that. Oh, oh my. you're so, yeah, of course. Oh. My goodness gracious. I mean, gee whiz. Um, it's the least I can do. And I think, you know, having this conversation with you, Michael, has really helped me reposition um how my music fits into my life. Yeah, um, yeah. And it really fits in as a, as an expression of what we're all experienced, what mm-hmm. we've all have experienced mm-hmm. in different ways, shapes and forms. I mean, everybody has a 30 pack man, right? Yeah, yeah. Everybody's felt like they've been, been or, in the or been the game. 30 pack man, everybody, <laughs> or been the 30 pack man, right? I mean, I think, yeah. you know, there's, it's just a big metaphor for what our lives can feel like when we feel out of control, when yeah. we don't feel loved, supported and connected. Um, and I think, you know, the mission of Caring Essentials is really about creating that kinder, more connected and mm-hmm. compassionate world one moment at a time. Mm-hmm. And, and we do that by helping people unbundle themselves from 
a lot to do blues, you know, their own wounds, their own trauma, and then, you know, see themselves in others. So would it be fair, Mary, to say that it gives them a second chance ball? (laughs) (laughs) Again, a very lame attempt to segue (laughs) to uh, the the fourth song on this album. And then I want to come back and talk uh, further about uh, the foundation and also... uh, how you and I met at Children's Medical Ventures. Why he, could we cue up Second Chance Ball? talking to Mary Coughlin, talking about second chances and life's journey. And Mary, you and I met uh, in about 2005 or six-ish at Children's mm-hmm. Medical Ventures. And yeah. that was re- when I first was, you know, found out about your album, Little Lies. <laughs> and, and it was, yep. you know, th- thrilled because of my passion for music, et cetera, right? And then life took uh, kind of both of us in a different direction after Children's yeah. Medical Ventures. And, you know, it was, I don't want to say it was a divine inspiration, but I guess it had to be, you know, I was just, uh, you know, it it, it just came to me. Why not have Mary on Ride the Vibe? There's a music component there and we have, you know, (laughs) et cetera, et cetera. So that was the birth of that. So I just, you know, I I don't believe in any coincidence that everything certainly as you've you've been talking about happens for a reason. And I'm just blown away uh, that, uh, you know, anyone that uh, is finds their way to, to go uh, purchase that CD, the money will go to the Foundation for Premature mm-hmm. Infants, yeah. thanks to Mary's generosity. And we in turn then are 
And again, Mary's on the board. We in, And then our turn using all that money, and I'm proud to say a good 99% of the money we take in, you know, the 1% just to keep the website running and that, that sort of thing. But the money goes back out to these brilliant clinicians to be able to do continuing education, which is what, uh, how Mary and I met. We, that's where we kind of got our, uh, our, our, our introduction to one another is, was marketing or, or putting forward these educational programs for clinicians to keep them current on best practices mm-hmm. for caring for these little people because it's constantly changing. And invariably what we would hear from the clinicians, oh my gosh, we want to do the program. You know, we want to do global care and we care and da, 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 and preemie for a day, but we don't have any money. Yeah. You know, the, the CFO has just cut our budget because it's really easy to, you know, cut that line yeah. item for education. Oh, they don't need yeah. any education, et cetera. So we, we have been blessed, I think over the 10, 10 year plus years, Mayor, give away yeah. 50, $60,000 to wow, clinicians right? to continue their cl- uh, continuing education. So yeah. um, talk about, you know, second chances. And and then, mm-hmm. you know, we, we all got blown up with um, children's medical ventures as life happens. And then that was the birth of Caring Essentials. So talk about exactly. that journey yeah. I mean, that, to Caring Essentials. And and it really was a second chance because I think the experience that I had with you and, and the whole team um, with children's medical ventures was, the aha that this was what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, you know, educating like-minded, passionate, hot-scented clinicians that want to do the best that they can for these babies and families in crisis, but, you know, don't have access to the latest and greatest um, education, resources, um, tools, strategies to really transform the culture of care. And so Mm -hmm. when I left Children's, that's when I founded, I'm using air quotes, founded Caring Essentials, but it really kind of um, just sat there until I could kind of, you know, actually engage a client. Yeah. And I was really blessed that in 2013, Children's Healthcare of Atlanta engaged my services and I worked with them for three years. How prophetic um, is that? Atlanta, the I connection. I exactly, love it. Exactly, right? Atlanta. <laughs> um, and just, I, and really was mediated by, you know, um, Myra, you know, mm-hmm. a mutual yep. friend of us yep. both. And, um, who who set it all up and I learned Thank so you, much Mara Rolls. Yep. Yes, exactly. Big hugs and kisses. Um, I learned so much through the process and they and they were just so inspirational to me. Yeah. Watching their passion, watch them just light up with these new strategies and these new techniques. Um, they published and presented the results of the three-year work that we did together in, you know, a variety of national and international conferences. Yep. Um one paper got posted, you know, published in um, advances in neonatal care. Mm. So it really just spurred me on more yeah. that, you know, I needed yeah. to continue to refine and develop this service um, because this is what clinicians want. Mm. You know, um, they want to do the best. Yep. They're just struggling to figure out how do we do this mm-hmm. in this very constrained environment. Well, and, and um, mixing in a lot to do blues. How do you do the, the, well, the tasks, exactly, right? which are more yeah. voluminous and, now than ever with all the computers oh and the data and, the, you know, on and on and on. They're even more distanced from, yeah. from the patient. Yep. And so yep. this idea of trauma-informed care has really bloomed mm-hmm. beyond the patient and the family. And it begins with the clinician. I mean, you you can't give what you don't have. And that's where we kind of start from with this idea of trauma-informed care. It's really self-compassion, self-kindness, self-care from the clinician. And then once that clinician feels full, restored, and blossomed, then they're really able to 
make love survive. Really, you know. Oh, really Mary! <laughs> oh my gosh, you've got it now, girl. You're gonna take my job too. <laughs> so before before we play make love survive. <laughs> Which Mary teed up brilliantly. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> you are oh, too talented. You're a good too, role model. <laughs> you are too, too talented. <laughs> we we have been blessed, uh, Mary, that we have a collaboration and uh, ties in with Caring Essentials Collaborative, the operative word there, collaboration. Ooh. So uh, Wahid and I uh, have been blessed to uh, form a collaboration with a very cool uh, station here in Georgia, Radio Tucker. Jason Becknell is the founder. He's also uh, has his day job at CNN. But Radio Tucker's tagline is kind of cool. Locally programmed, globally enjoyed because it's internet based, right? So you can listen to his show. And the, the thing that's really cool about it is he focuses primarily on Georgia bands, homegrown bands. So, you know, bands you would see in your neighborhood bar, Mm -hmm. a lot of artists that have come on Ride the Vibe or, you know, the the big names that have come out of Georgia, the REMs and and, uh, Indigo Girls, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, Radio Tucker rebroadcasts the Ride the Vibe show. So this show will get rebroadcast on Radio Tucker and can be heard all over the world. So let's play that uh, Radio Tucker ad if we could. And then we're going to be right back. And thanks to Mary's brilliant segue, play Make Love Survive. Hi there, it's Jason from Radio Tucker. We're the new station in town, but you don't have to live in Tucker to enjoy the music we play. We play a mix of music from the 60s to today's alternative indie and all country. We're local, so we love local music. We play lots of Georgia bands, and we'll even play your local band. Streaming 24-7 at RadioTucker.com or look for us on the TuneIn app or ask Alexa to play Radio Tucker. Locally programmed, globally enjoyed, we're Radio Tucker. You are back on Ride the Vibe and Mary Coughlin just having a killer conversation or as Mary would say, a wicked awesome conversation. Just been dying to get that one in. So Mary queued it up beautifully. <laughs> Let's hear a little bit of uh, Make Love Survive and then I want to come back and talk about uh, Caring Essentials Collaborative and more about trauma-informed care.
Ah, the Bob. How do we make love survive when we have a lot to do blues and we're getting ready for the second chance ball with a 30-pack man and we've jumped in from the fire to the fire frying pan? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Kind of screaming trauma there, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, talk, so, so talk about, and it's uh, www.caringessentials.net. Net. Okay. Yes. And that exactly. is where all those folks that are big fans of yours that want to support the foundation and then have that money go yep. back to help educate uh, yep. their fellow clinicians or themselves can get this CD, Little Lies. They go to caringessentialscollaborative.net yes. uh, and talk Just about... caringessentials.net. Yeah. yeah caringessentials.net. <laughs> and uh, talk about uh, trauma-informed care, Mary, and then, mm -hmm. um, you know, caring essentials in general at the high level. Mm -hmm. Um, so trauma-informed care is it's actually um, probably one of the best-kept secrets in behavioral health until I tripped across it. Uh, um, it's got a history of over 50 years within behavioral health. And um, I came across it during a very brief stint um, as an interim nurse manager on an adolescent psych unit, which is another story altogether, yeah. and I won't torture you with that. <laughs> but once I heard this idea, and I'm looking at these children on this unit from age 12 to 18, mm -hmm. um, who had experienced neglect, abuse, household dysfunction, and, and how it derailed their developmental trajectory, I immediately brought this concept, you know, internalized it and thought about, well, what about these premature people, right, that are exposed to undermanaged pain, um, maternal separation, um, you know, aberrant postural orientations, eating experiences that aren't nurturing, sleep fragmentation, all of these kinds of things. How is that derailing their development? And the more I dug in and, and um, discovered more and more research that substantiated that these traumatic experiences that the babies and families were enduring um, was actually changing their biology, changing their psychology, and that we as clinicians, if we adopted this paradigm, we could actually mitigate yeah. the trauma that they experience. I mean, this, the, you know, babies learn what it is to be a kind and loving presence in the world based on their experience mm -hmm. with kind and loving adults. Mm -hmm. And and so it was an invitation really for us to figure out how do we bring kindness and love to this high tech, yeah. you know, um, environment. And um, it's, it's it almost the antithesis yeah. of love, right? I mean, all the technology it, that surrounds it, these. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and to see these people beyond their diagnosis, I mean, and I, I get it, you know, that these people are in a life threatening situation and we have to attend to that, mm -hmm. but being kind and loving isn't mutually exclusive yeah. to, yeah. you know, managing their diseases. And so that's really what, Caring Essentials is all about is about helping people um, find that balance mm -hmm. and find um, strategies um, to um, maintain that balance consistently and reliably, um, you know, in, in work, but also in their personal life, because it's not like you can turn the switch off and yeah, on. Right. I can be trauma informed here and then I'm just going to go home and, you, yeah. know, <laughs> you know, be a crazy person. Yeah, right. right. I right. mean, it, it's, it's, it's really, um, We've had people now that have graduated from our trauma-informed professional certificate program yeah. that have used these words, life-changing and transformational. Mm, 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 and, you know, when you, when you hear that feedback, it's like, holy moly, yeah. you know, um, this is, this is important. This is relevant. And, um, so what does that look really like with so, all these clinicians that are now going to be made aware of your brilliant music, uh, musical talent and, <laughs> 
then they're going to want to have you come in and do both, do some music for them. Oh. And <laughs> also, so they, they reach out to caring essentials dot caring yeah, essentials, collaborative.net. And then yeah. you, you deliver, you're delivering the programs. How now, Mary, in this, you know, having um, to read so, that. You know, yeah. So we have to pivot in 2020, sure. needless to say, sure. and um, we've now moved to um, all virtual yeah, yeah. Um, and self-paced online learning. Okay. So we've um, really kind of maximized the hybrid experience yeah. and we're getting really great feedback um, because we've able, been able to do some really cool, engaging things mm-hmm. in our virtual workshops yeah. um, and master classes, so that people, re- you know, I mean, nothing beats being in person, right? right? But right. Um, if you can't be in person, We've really, um, I think we've created quite a uh, innovative approach to yeah. the Zoom experience mm-hmm. where people really do feel seen, feel like they can participate and um, and can bring those changes and insights, you know, to their colleagues and to the patients and, and families. And is it too late to sign up or is it, what's the no, process so now? it's it's we have a rolling admission okay. so ah. come and visit us at caringessentials.net yep, yep. and um and you can check out the programs we're actually in this transition period we'll be launching our brand new website with a brand new look yeah. april 1st which we're wicked excited about but you can come and visit the old site it's all good yeah um we've got <laughs> do all the both you can you embrace need. the genius of the end <laughs> exactly. and do both Exactly. And it ain't yes. going to be no April um, Fool with that new website. No, no, heaven to Betsy. No, no. And of course, you can always email me, yeah. Mary at caringessentials.net, yeah. and I can answer any questions and walk you through the process um, to it. become a trauma informed center of excellence. So here's another life lesson I just picked up. I mean, you took yeah. this trauma informed care model from another setting and then overlaid yeah. it onto the NICU brilliantly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and yeah. you also did the same thing. And I want you to tell the story. We're going to, we're going to play uh, one more song. And then I want you to come back and tell the story about how you did the same thing with the tagline from the brilliant movie, Horton, here's a who oh, a person's gosh, yeah. a person, no matter how small, no matter how small. which the, the foundation has adopted as our tagline. And I want you to talk about that story. But before we do that, we're going to talk about folks that maybe aren't quite as uh, genuine or as evolved. Mm-hmm. And that would be a plastic lady. She won't be coming undone. Uh-huh. 
are back on Ride the Vibe. And this this Mary Coughlin ain't no plastic lady, that's for sure. Holy <laughs> smokes. But <laughs> love, the line, love the line, make another appointment to tuck the pain away. And then the callback, yeah. the layers. Yeah. So we have to give a big, uh, another shout out to Winston McFarlane, who uh, yes. was gracious enough and found it in his heart to uh, produce this album and take Mary under, under his wing and let her, um, you know, do something that had been a passion for her for <laughs> yeah. a long time. A, so segue back, you. Mary, uh, and just talk a little yeah. bit. We're, the yeah. hour is just flying by and we're almost uh, at the top. Oh, but I want to, I want to <laughs> touch on, um, you know, how you, you, you rep- repurposed, if you will, or repositioned uh, Horton Hears a Who with the little people. Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's just such a funny story and I will try and keep it brief, but, um, yeah. I was traveling for children's medical ventures. Yeah. Um, I believe I was going overseas, going over to um, Belgium, Belgium, I think. Yeah. And um, we had weather and all this other crazy stuff, had to change planes and stuff. And, um, you know, I'm usually, I used to get on the plane and turn right. And I don't know what the heck happened, but when they rebooked me, they rebooked me in first Ooh. class. So when I, <laughs> yes. So when I go on the plane, I start to turn right. And the woman goes, oh no, ma'am, over here. And I turned left and it's like the heavens opened up and the seraphim and the cherubim were singing <laughs> as I walked to my seat. I had never been in this section of the plane before. No coincidences, so I, right? <laughs> it was amazing. So they get me all settled in. They bring me this little basket. Well, it was a big basket with it had pajamas in it, chapstick, candy, <laughs> headphones, all this crazy stuff. And she she's orienting me to my little cubicle section. Yeah. And um, and Horton Hears a Who had just come out. And I I love animated movies. And of course, I love Dr. Seuss. Yeah. So um, they give me my Bose headset. <laughs> and, um, and I'm just like, I put the pajamas on over my clothes because that just felt a little weird. But I was enjoying myself. <laughs> and, um, and I'm watching the movie, yeah. Horton Hears a Who. And, um, and it was just this real aha moment that, um, sounds almost silly right now, but when Horton says a person is a person, no matter how small, it immediately just slammed right into my soul Mm -hmm. that this was the babies, right? That a person is a person, no matter how small. And, um, and even, you know, that smallness in physique, sometimes, you know, we can feel small, yeah. right? We don't have to necessarily be physically small, but in that moment, I was thinking about the physically small babies um, that we serve in the NICU. So it, it just really hit me that um, that this was these were the babies, and that this idea of a person is a person, no matter how small, really needed to be yeah. um, that that theme song, if you will, for for babies in NICUs all around the world. I love it, and you brought that back to children's, and then that just resonated yeah. with me. Who yeah, and I at the time ran. was doing the foundation. And so it was like, wow, that's yeah. a natural tie-in right there. And I, I have to give a shout out to my good friend, Valerie Jackson, who runs the Ann Jackson Gallery here in Roswell, mm-hmm. Georgia. And she's one of the only 30 uh, licensed for Dr. Seuss. And she's, oh. you know, an expert in Dr. Seuss. And I've had her on Ride the Vibe and, and you know, gotten to know her. And um, she has the second largest collection of Dr. Seuss art, second only to Dr. Seuss Enterprise. And she shared with me the backstory is that uh, Theodore Seuss Geisel was actually writing about the Japanese that were interned during World War II. They were the people that were a person, a person, no matter how small. So just just cool. Well, we're almost at the top of the hour, Mara, but I'd love you to to finish up Mm -hmm. just sharing uh, with the, the group the importance of the quote from this unknown author that really so resonates with you. Strong people stand up for themselves, 
but stronger people stand up for others. And just your kind of parting um, thoughts as it relates to that quote and, and uh, your mission in I mean, life. I think that, I mean, that's what we're invited to do as clinicians, as healthcare providers, is to stand up for those that can't stand up for themselves, yeah. to, to not get sucked into the machinery and the business of healthcare, to keep it grounded, to keep it connected with our, with our humanity. Yeah. And, um, and for me, the measure of you um, is, is how you do that and yeah. how you, it's a defining moment, right? How you show up yeah. to um, the crisis that another person is, is enduring. How strong are you going to be? We can and we must do better for ourselves, for each other, for nature, and for all that nature encompasses. Y'all, this has just been a fascinating conversation. Could go another hour for sure. So all you clinicians out there, make sure you touch base with Mary. <laughs> CaringEssentialsCollaborative.net. Be on the lookout mm, no, for a... No, CaringEssentials.net. Car- just CaringEssentials.net. Oh, just caring. Oh, I keep putting in that collaborative. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> caring is... And we'll, we'll, we'll tag it on the, uh, on the, on the yeah. uh, podcast. But anyway, CaringEssentials.net. And then be on the lookout for a new website April 1st. Go out and buy this CD from the website and the money goes to the Foundation for Premature Infants. So it's a good thing all the way around. Mary, God bless you. Wicked awesome to have you oh, on the God show. God bless you too. Thank Michael, you so thank much. Thank you so very much. I'm really honored. Take it easy. You too. Bye-bye. We're out of here. Better get her done, son, because the hour is grown Maybe there's a DJ out there somewhere who has a few regrets And a list of things that he meant to do but hasn't gotten round to Better late than never, here's my thanks to every place my song.